1: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: This podcast is part of the sports social podcast network. This podcast is part of the sports social podcast network.
1: How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo advisors, plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client
3: robots. Don't know you. We do at farm bureau financial services. Getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at
1: fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it.
0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help
3: A camel channel. It's episode
4: 18, season 9 of the Fighting Cup podcast, and I'm joined by Ricky. Hello. How you doing? Not bad, mate. Good, and also joined by Connor. First time on the pod, how you doing, my son? I'm feeling good. Are oh, you I'm yeah. feeling good, yeah, I'm glad you took my podcast virginity. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I- I'm willing to take it very hard. Um, yeah, th- one, one of the things, uh, one part of the reason why we want to do well Connor, because you- you've got this big thing about Spurs fans complaining, or, or saying that, you should be grateful what Spurs are going through currently because, uh, because we were so shit in the 90s.
3: Yeah, just get over it. It was how, a long time ago. How old are you? 25. So do you remember the 90s? No. Do you I don't remember, remember how bad it was? My earliest memory is my dad getting really pissed off that the Blackburn goalkeeper got got man of the match in like a League Cup final or something. Uh, Brad Friedel, it would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad wasn't happy about that. He was, he was raging. Yeah, I remember watching that. It was, it was before Sky. So there you go. Videos. You know how bad it was. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, <laughs> you, know,
4: you know, what it's about though. It's about people pre- preserving themselves. It's, it's about finding reasons why, or, or just to, to, to qualify what's going on at Spurs at the moment. So if just saying, look, I've had it worse than this. Is a, a good way to make you feel yourself feel a little bit better.
3: Exactly. I don't really think it's enough though, because people say that like, oh we've had, like basically it's just a reason to shut down debate. You can't criticize the modern team because we've had it worse. Yeah. No other fan base in England thinks about that. Think about oh, PSG. That, that's you don't know that. Do you not think? I think everybody finds ways
4: of making themselves feel better.
3: This is just another way. Yeah, but I, I only talk to Spurs fans, so I'm not bothered. But like, think about it, like PSG. When was their last title before they were taken? Like 1986. Do you think they'd settle for losing to Monaco? No.
4: Right. So what you saying? What? So, so, so you are saying like, let's just really, let, let's let's own how shit we are.
3: Not own how shit we are, but we were shit in the past and now we're a lot better. Yeah. Why waste time thinking about it? So it wasn't just the 90s though, it was the 2000s as well, was not it? Yeah. It's yeah. it almost two decades. <laughs> I I remember getting really excited over Giovanni da Santos. We all did. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I've I've been through it as well, but I feel like right now we're better than we've been in my life and we should think forward instead of backwards. Yeah. Uh, so,
4: so this is a tricky podcast to do, right? Because... We did the one after Leicester, where yeah. we were just almost laughing at, at how things are going. Because what else could you do? Yeah, and that went down quite well. Yeah. I think I can't remember what after what what game it was, but I think it was a Leicester one, or maybe it was Brighton, or maybe it was Colchester. Too many, too many. I don't know. It's sort all of faded into one kind of big podcast. Um, so, so this is a tricky one because you can't keep laughing, but but by the same token, people download this podcast because they don't want to be. Made to feel miserable, so there's a responsibility to them. Hmm. There's also a responsibility to people like saying, "Well, that no, isn't good enough." So I don't know what to do. I don't know how we're going to do this. This pod—it feels like unchart- uncharted territory a little bit. But
2: I'll, uh, I'll I'll start it off then. Go on then. Right. <clears throat> right. Right. Um, Why is it when everyone goes to start something they say right, right, right? Prepare right, right, no, yourself. No, right. <laughs> um, uh, so. I don't know what anyone expected the result to be going up to Anfield. I think we all felt we all felt that we were probably going to lose. Um, a lot of us felt that we, we were getting an absolute tanning, yeah. um, and we didn't. And for the first half, that early goal really settled settled the nerves, uh, and, it, and it was great
4: to get that early goal. It settled the nerves for me. It just intensified them because I thought maybe no, exactly that.
2: For the oh, so
3: we've got something going on here. But
2: for us, it was nervy. But for for the team. The way we set up, the way that um, we uh, we held our defensive line, defense midfield, the way everyone was dropping back, and it looked like a bit like old times where uh, when Liverpool did have the ball, people were rushing out towards them to press them. Mm. Um, and we continued throughout the first half, even though Liverpool were uh, were attacking us to, to, to hold those lines. The keeper had a great game, it did. Uh, and, and everyone was mucking in. And after that first half. It wasn't like I sat back and thought, do you know what? I think we're going to win this. But I did sit back and think you've, you've given a good encounter. Yeah. And y- there was a, a show of maybe uh, unity within the team or, or like that they had listened to instructions and this is how we're, we're going to play it. This is what we're going to do. And then as well, with um, that, was, uh, that was noted, you know, the... Uh, Every time there was a foul, people were adjusting shin pads in front of the ball. Don't let them play quickly. A there was yeah, a lot of shit in. and I like that because you're just ringing every uh, bit of um, tactical nouse uh, t- to win the game and to not let them get rhythm and uh, and for you to be able to do something. And in the second half, that uh, they scored two goals. It was two individual errors, but again, I still felt we gave a great account of ourselves and we held our shape well. Um, Sonny. Uh, hit the bar, could have made it 2-0. Yeah. If it had, if it had a, you know, a couple no. of inches lower and it bounced off the bar and gone in, or, or clearly gone in, um, it's, it's a completely different game.
3: Colin, what do you think of Pochettino's tactics? Well, because a lot of people were talking shit about the lineup, but it wasn't terrible. Like, he hasn't really got many choices to make, other than I would have started in Dombele, because I feel like he's probably, what, the... Best centre midfielder we've had in a long time, the most consistent. Mm-hmm. Like I was quite happy that we didn't concede just before half time <coughs> because we'd done that a couple of times recently. Yep. And that I was like, that's a mental thing. I was positive, but then they can they scored in like what the first ten minutes yeah. of the second half. So I was disappointed with the result. Like we gave a good re- like we gave a good example of ourselves, but yeah. I kind of feel like that was feel- a bit moving back was thinking like, oh let's just give a good like, let's just show that we can play it, as opposed to going for the win. Yeah. Um,
4: I think, like, with. If there is a, there's clearly an issue about motivation, we won't go into it again because we've done it so many times. But everyone knows what's going on. What Pochettino did, if we're going to put a positive spin on what we saw, was circumnavigate the issues of an unmotivated team and just get the players to be disciplined. Everyone knows their roles. Yeah. No one's going mm-hmm. to have to. You don't have to do anything other than what's asked of you as a a professional footballer at this level. And I think we saw that. But I think where the frustrations come from is that this isn't what we expect to Tottenham, and this isn't what we've seen from Tottenham in the past, but it was the right thing for Pochettino to do, which is sit back and encounter.
3: Because that was something I was going to say, what I noticed, like, I shouldn't quote Sky Sports commentary, but they said about Ericsson, because there was a point where Son on the left was tracking back... Every time Trent went forward and Ericsson was supposed to track Robertson and he wasn't really doing that. And I shouldn't quote Jamie Carragher, but he said like, that's not in his character. And that was one thing we always used to say about Ericsson. Like if he wasn't pinging forward passes or playing well, like he tracked back, like he covered the most ground for us in a lot of games. But now we're at that point where Ericsson not tracking back a lot of people like others. Just the way he feels about Spurs at the moment. So that was a bit disappointing for me. But can you remember what the theme of match of day sounds like?
2: Um no. What is it? Beautiful
3: day by you too, isn't it? was the last time I watched that. I <laughs> oh, mate, have you looked at the league table this year? Not uh, once. I, I kind of had a little
2: look before the results, but um, no, nah, I've just kind of stayed. Well, I don't. I don't know where
3: we are in the league. We're we're around. But like, but Oh, we've them off. Of course well, we, we are sadly, We lost all the, all the yeah, games We lost yeah, yeah. all the games so. <laughs> But that was another thing About Liverpool When they said Because obviously We beat them 4-1 And that was a great result But it was like That's Two years, the one game In 15 matches We've beaten Liverpool mm. Which is If we were going into like, Playing Watford Palace Or something We are like We've only lost one in 15 like, We're going to batter them So I kind of feel like That's probably how Liverpool feel about us Is the result Against the Red Star Belgrade It was a great performance And a great result
4: yeah. And then you go up to Liverpool Like you say Ricky No one was expecting Anything from us um and least of all Spurs fans, and you thought you were gonna get a tanning, as you say, it didn't happen. It was a spirited performance, albeit a horrible result in the end. And Liverpool did kind of dominate, but we kind of allowed it, it as a part of the game plan to, to yeah. that, that they were they were always gonna have a lot of the ball. Did did you is there enough in the last two performances to say that perhaps there are signs that our season is beginning to turn a little bit?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like as you said, the, the uh, result against Red Star. Yeah, you can say Red Star are uh, not a great team, but you still have to turn in uh, performances against these so-called uh, lesser teams as well. So, and it's You know, it, we're under pressure because you know we're, we're, we've had uh, come off the back of like t- two losses, like convincing losses, and playing against um, Red Star in front of our home fans that are going to be disgruntled quite early on. If we're not, if the team aren't showing or performing, and we smash Red Star, and then going up to Liverpool, like uh, again, it's like we're saying, like we were dominated by Liverpool, and that's part of the game plan. But how many times is it that Liverpool actually go to teams and dominate them on their own turf anyway? Let alone fucking up at Anfield. Yeah, it's true. So it is, and like they are flying at the moment, and the le- you know, league leaders, uh, and I, and I think they'll win the league. Um, so it's it's really tough to then say. Oh, actually, because of that result, uh, you know, it's two steps backwards, really. Because I think, uh, for, for me personally, I take uh, enough uh, confidence in the way we performed at Anfield and against Red Star. And the kind of um, couple of the soundbites they're hearing from uh, interviews with Poch and other players and stuff to say that um, that they, they can turn it around.
3: Yeah, because the thing is, like, even when we were 1-0 up, like, they were penning us in to our own box and we were pretty much last-ditch defending from about the fifth minute on but the way Liverpool play at Anfield like even if they were 2-0 up probably 3-0 up they would have been penning us back going for goals because they major. just want it it suits their forward line to get lots of goals like even if it is padding stats yeah so that was like it was disappointing to see us last-ditch defending from that early on but it's kind of at Anfield needs must
4: it, well if you want to hear a stat away to Arsenal Liverpool and City with two points up from where we were last season.
2: That's good. <coughs> we Did lost you, all those. Th- th- that would be, yeah. um, that'd be really...
4: If we hadn't lost to the Leicester team.
2: Exactly, yeah.
4: If we hadn't lost to the to the Leicester teams. It could be a lot worse again. We could have lost, you know, six games by now than four. Yeah. before. So I suppose there's every every silver line there. It's year. just,
3: yeah, like home losses to Newcastle, drawing at Watford before yeah, we were smashed by put Brighton. Yeah. yeah like, out
4: of the league Cup.
3: Yeah, yeah to a League 2 side What...
4: What so? What what happened? What what what's going to happen? What what we doing? Like, what, 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 I not ask, I've asked the same question over and over again. Like, how, how do we fix this? How, what happens?
2: I think you've just got to be. We can't
4: uh, keep losing. No, um,
2: we can't keep losing. But I think for, I think we just have to know that um, like we're not going to be able to change anything now because or get any players in now until uh, January. And we have to make do with the players that we have and and who's available, who's returning from injury, yeah. all, all that stuff. I don't know, it's like fucking... Make such you feel a, better, No, it yeah. doesn't. But well, what do you want me to say?
4: Nothing. That? There's nothing Not you can say. Er,
2: Ericsson's going to start turning in performance. Maybe. And, uh, yeah, no. no. Jan's, no. like, suddenly gone <laughs> vegan and he's going to, like, put an extra two two yards of pace on him. And OK, like,
3: he's no, no, shagging
4: his wife. Yeah. Like, he's just going yeah. like, to for the team. Exactly. She took one for the team. But... She's fucked it. It's her fault.
2: It's not an easy fix. And I think uh, Poch has just, just has uh... to...
4: There's only solace in the fact that, that, that people do seem calm at the club. Like, Poch seems calm. Does that make you feel a bit better? Or...
3: Well, we've got solace in the fact Kane will do anything for the team. And it's looking like Son will do the same. And most teams, bar probably Liverpool and City, would kill to have both those two in their teams. Yeah. So, like, Son doing it all for the badge... Like, yeah. who wouldn't want that in their team? Because it's like, he clearly loves the club and the quality that he has is quite unmasked. Well, said he said um, he said that we, we're behind the club
4: and that all of us owe so much to Pochettino.
2: Yeah.
4: You didn't have to say that. You can advance it in a very kind of straight-back way and say, of course, behind the club would do everything. But he, he went over and above to, uh, to to kind of demonstrate the fact that the players feel indebted to Poch. Um. Yeah. Which is all good, all like the platitudes are great, but it's like you've got to start winning games. You have to, and, and it's, I know, like, like Kane said it. We're going to come into a, a Kane quote in a bit and have a chat about it. But you know, sometimes like clubs go through this. where you can't buy a win. Yeah, you can't string a win together. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Liverpool unbeaten at home in the league for over a year, and they've only failed to score once in that time. So you kind of.
2: So yeah, what does that? I mean, like, it can For me, it puts that result in perspective. It's a free hit, as long as we didn't get absolutely annihilated. And we didn't. Up there, yeah. and we yeah. didn't. We gave a good uh, encounter
4: of ourselves then. And I didn't. There weren't what, what any real do? sitters. They had a few, few of free headers, but they had a lot of position. But we didn't really give them that much. It was only like, and the penalty. got's gone
3: go on. Conor. Any Spurs fan that was going into that game at Anfield thinking we could win was led by pure blind faith. Just love of Tottenham and thinking we could do it. Mm. So the fact we went away at 2-1, like it's not the end of the world. Like A lot of other teams, like better teams, will go there and get battered. Yeah. Not better, but on par with us, teams will get battered. So it's a shame that we didn't win and it's just tough because we went 1-0 up. And you know what people are like? Oh, classic Spurs, to bottle a lead. And we didn't bottle that lead. Just sometimes a better team beat you. No. And it's like, you don't want to admit that as a Spurs well, you know, fan. We but, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, 2-1, it's not the end of the world. Like, you're not going to be demoralised after that loss. It's just frustrating for what it means.
4: Yeah.
3: What do you think about the penalty?
4: <clears throat> I thought that it was a penalty, clearly. Um, but it's it was harsh on Mario. And a lot of people have been digging him out. He... He, he put himself in a situation where he kind of won the ball, lost his foot in, scraped it around and was looking to just welly the ball and Mane put himself in front of that. He didn't even like, know where Mane was. put himself between Aurier and the football and Aurier went to kick the ball, kicked Mane. It's a penalty. And, you know, Lamella got one is it last year or a year before and it was the same thing. The irony here is that Liverpool fans should be coming out and going... That wasn't a penalty yeah. because they said the same thing about Lamella but you know we know what they are. I, but
2: what, personally, I don't think it was a penalty. I, 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 you can't, I think you can't that, hinder no, an yeah.
4: attacker in that way. No, but
2: you how? Know. The, how? Like he didn't. He didn't know. Like he he raised his leg to clear the ball, and then the players come round and he's there's been a leg tangle. Yeah, they've both gone down. Like if you can't, again, you can't, yeah, but I know. But then if if someone is about to kick the ball or someone's about to clear it and you think, oh, instead of getting the ball, I'll stick my leg there, yeah. and then he takes my leg, then that's a penalty. Like, that's ridiculous. Why would you ever try and play for that? Or um, I, I mean or why would you even give it? Because you know exactly what, what they're doing. It's, it's. I just think it was incredibly harsh. Be, I can see by, like, let, letters of the law, um, this is the rule book, he's done, blah, 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 but well, that, that, I just think it's... That's, it's
3: the law, isn't it? It's, no. You can't just say just... you keep saying I don't agree with the law.
2: No, no, um, no, I don't, I don't <laughs> think it was a penalty. Okay.
3: It's kind of like Sazuko putting his arm up in the Champions League final, isn't it? Like he didn't mean to obstruct Mane, but Mane kicked the ball into his hand, into his arm, basically. So yeah. it cost us. So what I'm saying is Mane hates Tottenham. Yeah, and I he mean, definitely has a thing against us. He always
4: just, I mean, he's such a good player. Yeah, yeah he's an unbelievable, unbelievable winger, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. He's I'm, brilliant.
3: The thing is with Liverpool, like when they signed Mane, they paid like what thirty-four million. It seemed mad at the time. Yeah, everyone was like, "Oh, you've overpaid for him," but he really has like proved his worth. Yeah, Yeah. they haven't. They haven't overpaid. They haven't paid. Uh, He's he's top drawer.
4: All of them are. And 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 the thing with Klopp is he's made average players look
3: what previously average players look really good. Yeah, the thing about so Liverpool. Po- that's what Poch Poch used to do. Yeah, can yeah. do that. The thing about Liverpool is I kind of feel like I'm not saying they're like we were, but the fact like Dayan Lovren came in for Matip, but because their back line is so settled, three of the four that are usually there were there, Lovren could kind of slip in. He's not as good as Matip, but the mistakes he made were like sweeped up by their wing backs, whereas with our back line now, because it's so unsettled, if you take Vertonghen out, like Sanchez comes in but he's not sure who's, play, who's playing on the right of him mm. who's playing on the left so I think that helped him because of the style of the game and I've also been a big critic of Sanchez but I thought
4: by and large apart from a couple of little bits he had a good game Alvaro was our best player yeah um, well, or, or Gazzaniga yeah uh, definitely he did well given the fact that he is kind of you know inexperienced and he's always going to be it's not he's not assured at the back but you know the fact is he prevented goals from going in and that's all you can ask really um yeah, Danny Rose is suspended for the next game against Everton, which isn't a bad thing, is it? I think all right. of us are kind of... A
3: bit relieved, yeah.
4: Davies going to play.
3: The thing about Davies, he gives you six out of ten, but he doesn't mess up, so it's like, he'll give you an OK defensive job. But if he's form
4: re- for Wales, and he's the game against
3: Red Star. He's like clearly someone who's
4: confident at the moment.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that... Well, I'm kind of like... When the team sheet was read out, everyone was a bit uh, kind of like...
4: There's a lot of lot of people miffed, weren't there? Yeah,
2: there were mm. a lot of people flapping, and um, like in order to kind of like uh, to see it, like Danny Rose and uh, Davies, if if you want to pin their full-backs back, Danny Rose is going to be the person that's going to be that more uh, ambitious mm. and that's going to push forward and that is going to actually pose a threat. Whereas Davies, he won't pass the halfway line. Um, but but he'll he'll be steady, but I think by by doing that you're inviting the attack on down that side. Yeah. Um so it, you know it, it says' won't fit and I don't think he's gonna be um introduced to the team in a while really Feels because like of his uh, a little bit like
4: new year in it. But he's not he's he's training, he's in full training.
2: Yeah, I know, but you yeah. know potts don't play like that. It takes
4: ages doesn't trust them until yeah. he's
3: seen him in training. Yeah. yeah. the problem is like with Liverpool their fullbacks, like when they did the cross field ball. It was just so impressive, and it's like I feel like Tottenham are the only team that try to play like high pressing with fullbacks that have no pace. It's just too late, though, isn't it? Yeah. It
4: used to work, but it it's not working anymore, and our fullbacks are easily our weakest yeah. weakest position, uh, and that, that needs to be remedied. Max Ahrens of Norwich. Yeah. You've, everyone's heard of him, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, you're from that region. Is, that the, is he rated down there, do you know?
3: Uh, a bit. I haven't really had much playing with some Ipswich, but. Tyra Mings was heavily rated. What, it's it's, it's and Norwich? Yeah, we don't like each other. It's I know well, old no. farm derby.
4: No, um, I know the old farm derby, innit? But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like down there, people talking about Max Aaron's
3: like. Yeah, definitely. They are. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, for Norwich, because I work with a few Norwich fans and they love them. Do they? Yeah, definitely. There's something exciting about seeing a fullback go forward. Isn't it? Uh,
4: he's a direct, quick fullback. Yeah, exactly. Get him, get him in. Get him get him, in cause cause he's one, one of the ones that, uh, that, that Spurs have been linked with.
3: Because we used to do that, we used to like just kind of like look for the gems, didn't we? For Sheppard's cheap name. young England players like Norton and Walker. Yes, but right, yeah. We don't tend to do that as much now. Um, Paul Corfra
4: he says, uh, "What's happened to Delhi?" Now, obviously, I've for a long time not been fully on the kind of Delhi alley train. I haven't. And, uh, and but it's, he, even even when we score 20 goals in a season, I think, well, uh, on a Ball Street video, I said that he, he's overrated. But it's hard to argue that when he's 20 goals a season. Now it's easier because he isn't playing that well, but then none of them are. So I, I really don't want, I'm not going to, I'm not going to perpetuate an idea that Deli isn't the, the player that we think he is because he, he's had that in him previously. It's just for a long time I haven't been sold on him. And, I don't know what, what what do you think? What what has happened to him? Um, injury, <laughs> really. I was, think was he playing well up until that <laughs> Fulham game last year? Because he's that injury does co- coincide. His lack of form since that game against Fulham when we last won away, he got injured that game with hamstring, right? Yeah. He we haven't won away since then, and his form hasn't been great since then.
2: So I, I'd put it down to uh, to injury, but I'd also put it down to when those uh, the front four. Uh, were on song and they were in a rhythm with each other. As soon as like Ericsson would drop off or Sonny would drop off, then they would all kind of it just wouldn't work. So, and when we were attacking and when we were scoring, we were playing great. All four of them had to be on form. And I think just with with the way things that have been at the moment, I think it's really hard to kind of pinpoint it on Dedi and say he's he's not performing. I think. As soon as he gets a good run of games, and there is a good feeling, there's that confidence where you can do uh, flicks and where you can do, like the, the short triangle passing and, yeah, and, about, and then break through
4: because that's what, what about he was for. The spitefulness is what he's got, but he's matured though. Yeah, but what, So what? To Go back to being immature if, that, <laughs> if, if, if the form's coming back? I really miss... Stop fucking punching people
3: again. Yeah, I really miss, like, the aggressive Delhi. He used to get back. He'd, like, studs up on someone's thigh. And it was beautiful to see when it was a player from your team. I feel like the problem is it's kind of hard to judge any, especially young players, on Tottenham at the moment because the team just isn't playing well. Like, Delhi's like, what, 23? 23, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's kind of hard to... Like who else other than Sterling for twenty three is killing it for a top six side?
4: Well, I think Dodi in and, and, and Man City side probably would be having a better, yeah. better time of it.
3: He wouldn't have to do as much as he does for us at the moment, which is re- a problem. We
4: revisit it for yeah. a second. Like, do, do you do you hold much value in the idea that the the lack of spending has hamstrung us? That that's the issue. Oh. You you don't think so? Oh, hundred percent. Oh, you you do.
3: It's completely cost us. Yeah, hundred percent.
4: And is there? If that's the truth, then if in a year from now... That, that, that Actually, let me step back a second. If we're not performing the way that we, we want to be right now, clearly we aren't, that if we are previously, and this is just a tough time we've got to go through, that's acceptable, right? If if it is true. The problem is that we don't know that this form is going to return and we won't necessarily get back to where we were previously. So like, I guess my question is is... Is, do you have faith in the fact that this will be fixed, and the period we're going through now is is a is is hurtful and, and damaging, but just a product of what or, or a symptom of what we have to go through before we get to where we need to be?
2: Absolutely. Is that what you feel? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like so, at the time it was, uh, it, it was a bit bad, wasn't it? Like not signing any players for like <coughs> in the summer right. and January. <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny because we got through to the Champions League final, um, and now.
4: Uh, but is it okay if it, it secures it, a long term future?
2: But it's, it's it's like now. So what we're what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to go through those pains, and there is a lot of things that need changing and freshening up, and in, in, in a lot of areas, and that that those deals should have been done in the summer and and even in January if if you could have got the players in, um, and we do hear like from Levy, parts from from the industry of how hard it is to get people in and out and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you've got to get someone in and um, we haven't done that in two windows, and it is costing us, what it has cost us, and we're going to have to try and get that time back, that momentum back. That spending heavy, That yeah. kind of... Uh, that, uh, everyone knowing who plays where, what their weaknesses and stuff like that, it's going to take time, and no matter how... Like, it's, this this shit ain't even going to be sorted until next summer, at least. It does
4: like 12 months from now we'll see well, uh,
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, how long... Uh, do you want to wait? In, the, in this modern era, everything is now. It's like it has to be It has to be done with now. There has to be actions now and no one wants to wait. Um, and, and that's fine. I, I completely get that. But um, for me, I, I still think
3: that. You're happy to be patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird situation to be because we say like a Levy comes out and Pots comes out and they're like, oh, it's really tough to get transfers over the line. But it feels like we're kind of the only club that say that. Well, no, we,
4: we spent, we spent... Like, uh, Lo Celso's on loan, but he will become a permanent fixture, you, you'd assume. We yeah, spent okay. £65 million on Ndombele. We spent thirty, uh, whatever it was, on, on Cessignon.
3: So we spent in... If we weren't coming on what we... That's the thing, though, because it comes from two windows of not signing anyone. Like, I was happy that we signed the players we did, but I still feel like more needed to be done. Yeah. I think they tried, though. Like, Bruno Fernandes
4: do you think and it's like it's the one baller of those, I think they would probably want it, want it to have happened
3: like, I think if they could they would have done
2: if only Poch would have called him directly
4: yeah do you remember that,
3: that room that was going right? around <laughs> Partly. Like, it, what was the image rights about I've never heard of that mentioned in football before it's the image like, rights
4: thing is a real thing but the idea that Potch didn't sign the baller because he couldn't be fucked to call him is fucking funny <laughs> Um The subs were. I do have an issue with Poch uh, yeah. because it was clear that we were like, like a little bit just fresh blood in there. Winks was having a, t- a
3: terrible time towards the end of the first half, and then pretty much throughout the whole of the second half. I think the problem is with Winks. Like what he does for the club isn't glamorous. Like he gets possession and passes it, and he plays it. Like he's not going to pick like a forward pass. <laughs> it's going to take four defenders out of the game. So when he's not playing well. Well, when the team isn't playing well, he's a very easy scapegoat. Like he could be giving the same performance as he did before, but because we're not playing well, it's very easy to be like, okay, that guy who didn't, didn't play in a the really difficult class. position. Yeah, I feel for him and he's under situation. a lot of scrutiny.
4: Isn't he? Yeah, one hundred percent. Especially because so many people are hankering after ndumbele and I think people are seeing him. I think we have two players that play in the same position there. He's like ndumbele
3: or Winks now. Yeah, and I feel like with Winks because he's young and he's English and he came through the academy. Like Delhi didn't come through the academy because Delhi is young and English. And at Tottenham, he's done so well. And Kane came through the academy. He's done so well. People kind of expect Winks to just put in this like world class performances. <coughs> like the thing is with Kane, we've got very lucky in the sense that we've got the best strike in the world come through our academy. Mm. That's not going to happen with every English talent who comes through Tottenham. That's never happen again, probably in our lifetime. Yeah, it's like a once in a lifetime thing, and we should. Just enjoy it for what he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And,
4: and and I feel like Winks is in a really difficult position because we are under the caution, especially that game against Liverpool. Is anybody in that defensive midfield who's been asked to play, is going to find it difficult. It's a really difficult. That, that was a long. Yeah, bit, no, like, I was trying to, time trying to do to it silently.
2: Say. But <laughs> How did you do that silently? Like no, I know.
4: <laughs> and Winks is in a is, is a really um, you know, like I say, it's, it's just a really difficult time for him. And you feel like he has the qualities in a team that has a little bit more confidence to really be impressive in our team. Um, but but the fact is, when Ndombele came in to the side against Liverpool, that when he did, the, the kind of tide changed somewhat. Although I feel like Liverpool may have let off a little bit at that point. Why didn't
3: Ndombele start? I guess because he's played minutes. He's played minutes. I've like talked about it. Weird one, isn't it? Because when Son was going off to Croatia, he's Croatia to the... North Korea they were happy to play him every minute of every game like three games a week they didn't care it's frustrating with Ndombele because like he is clearly one of the most talented centre midfielders in a position we've been lacking for a long time so like when he's not on the pitch it's very easy to but do you play Winks
4: and Ndombele that's not that isn't a.
3: I feel like you just play Sissoko and Ndombele and just have two beasts on the pitch. But the problem is, like, none of our centre-mids are really defensively minded. Like, Sissoko at CDM, like, he's great. But, like, I don't really rely on him to protect the back four. I just think if he gets the ball, he can carry it well. It's kind of the same with Ndombele. And Winks can get the ball and pass it. But, like, it's it's not like Wanyama, prior Wanyama, before he... Got crooked. Uh,
4: so this is Kane's quote after the game. It says, "Whenever you lose, you cannot be in- you can never be encouraged. We battled, but you expect that at this level at every game. It's disappointing being one level at half time, being ahead and not being able to see it through." Asked if the performance could be seen as a- another step forward following the five nil win of Red Star Belgrade, Kane said, "When you lose a game, it's not a step forward. It showed we've-, we've got to work hard to win the win in the Premier League. It's disappointing, but so we will assess assess this in the week and where we can improve and take it to Everton next week." So inside that Everton game, yeah. that's the last great performance you've seen in the Tottenham
3: Away shirt. Was yeah. away
4: last year Good. where it was complete. And it's mad. It's almost like that was the apex, wasn't it? It was the pinnacle of Protestant Tottenham because I've never seen a more dominant performance away from home.
3: Yeah. And the thing is as well, is like we've got Everton away, I think we've got West Ham away, and then possibly United West away. Ham so so it's like we could go to the. Well, end of we must the have year, a home game. We must have a home game. Yeah, game. I'm talking about away victories. Right. As in, we could. We don't win away anymore, the... mate. I yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. So, so we might just see the end of the year with no away victories. Probably, but, but no,
4: no, this is what the Tottenham This is the tournament I is love, isn't it,
3: Rick? <laughs> yeah. don't win away anymore. I've <laughs> said, I've said about Everton for a while, as I kind of feel like they're Spurs, like post bail. It's like they've got a couple of good players going forward. There are a lot in the same position. They've even got Sigurdsson. They can't defend, so hopefully they'll come out as, as a good department. These the are run. these
4: are two teams who are devoid of confidence. Of the like every single these these people have gone through their professional lives exceeding. Like, yeah, yeah. At school, they were the best player on the pitch at school. In the youth club, it, you, you, youth teams smashing every, all, all over. Both sets of players now have reached the point where like they can't do what they used to do. So it's a great time to really kind of. See who is the least shit out of us, and anyway. ever. Yeah, I, I mean, hate you know, the fact that fucking actually. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about Arsenal to make us feel better, but it's it's like it's almost like the positions have readjusted themselves, which is horrible.
3: Yeah, I feel like in the calendar year of 2019, our rivals have gone from Liverpool and City to like Leicester and Wolves now. But Leicester is banging, though. Yeah, Leicester are great, but it's like they've made up gaps that we've left. They're just at the start of their cycle at really, the end of the that's what yeah, is. I love this cycle of shit. Yeah, you can, cycle, you can cycle. you can say anything. Can say <laughs> the, anything n- the '90s was years
4: yeah. ago. That yeah. cycle. Yeah, doesn't exist ten, anymore. We had a ten-year cycle of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Respect the cycle. Okay, alright we're going to break here now for a cigarette and stuff. Uh, you might hear a message from our sponsors or me reading, doing some sort of read. Nice. Yeah, uh, okay. and then we're going to have a little message from fans. Bit another sponsor. Lovely. We love the money. Yeah, and uh, and then we're going to we've got a question from Phelonius Filth Yes. <laughs>
3: wonderful bad, bad, women. being <laughs> 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 bad with winning and
4: getting bored with winning uh, same things, thing uh, yeah we were just talking about in the break that um, look we, we we were good under Redknapp very mm. good exciting yeah, team great results great results you know qualifying for the Champions League and then we went through a horrible transition of AVB and Sherwood yeah like this isn't that and if we can rebound from from being great to being absolute turgid and then come back again
3: before, then we can do it again, surely. This is something I don't agree with this at all. But is there any truth in the idea that Pochettino is a good manager, but he was made to look better by having a 30 goal a season striker and Kane, two centre backs at the peak of their career, and Yannamatonga and Deli banging goals? I mean, well, maybe. I, 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 but he may, I would he counter may... that as to
2: say, um, in any team, when you've got Agüero, when you've got whoever, you need the players. That but when you've got those types of players, those players are are the players that are going to carry you over uh, to get those results, or to you know, rush a tight game and you win one nil, whatever.
4: So, what you you saying? Is that like Pochettino is a, a man who can manage big egos and big players? And get the best out of them, which we've seen him do. That we never won anything, but we've seen him get. The, you know, we were Spurs were talked about in the way that when I was growing up, that you know Man United were talked about and Arsenal were, of that 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 team many years ago. And you know, we he he was he is the manager that can get the best out of good players, and you know, make average players more than. Capable of, of perform- turning out good performances for Tottenham. So, yeah, he, he, obviously every good manager needs great players, and there's, there's no, you know, you look at Pep Guardiola. It's no coincidence that he's managed Barcelona, Bayern Munich, and Manchester City. Do you think Pep Guardiola would have gone to Man City if it didn't have the funding the the that they have? He knows that he he needs a board and a club that can afford to buy players that will work to his system. He's not only going to do it at fucking Stoke.
3: Yeah, he did finish, I mean, what, fourth when he had right Sanya at left back. So... What, with Man City? Yeah, with Man City he finished fourth and he had Sanya and what color of and he yeah. wasn't ready for it. So, I feel like, do you think if we'd given Pochettino, say, £300 million in one window, it would have been a different... I think so.
4: Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption. It's just, that do we have the scouting network that some of these other players, these other clubs that do have that money to spend the, you know, do we have the scouting, scouting group that could find the players that are necessary we don't, we don't know it's a weird point with Tottenham because it's like he hasn't had it though that's the, what we do know he hasn't had money
3: yeah because like leaving Joe Lewis who owns the club and they'll be like oh we have to run in different ways to other clubs and it's like well if you can't afford to run a big club they, they can
4: they have they just choose to do it in a very slow pro- pragmatic way which is frustrating the football for uh, fans and so you, and to footballers.
3: so you feel like it's like a slow burn, and hopefully it will. Because pro- I feel, I feel like they've
4: done what they've done, Joe Lewis less so than Daniel, Daniel Levy, because I'm not sure what Joe Lewis fucking does at all. Definitely nothing for Tottenham. Just sits there, being rich, being nice. being rich. Yeah, um, but they they are he, he he. What we have now as Tottenham isn't what like you mentioned about the 90s at the beginning. That that isn't our football club anymore. That ain't and we are we're in a situation where we can't really fail in the same way we have previously that's my
3: so if we are a completely different club to in the 90s do you think we should stop harking back to results in the 90s too because no. the problem is i feel like he made your usually... point earlier you're right <laughs> yeah i'm right, sorry sorry i hate you, yeah, you told him right that's the worst part of it but we shouldn't use it to cut down shut down criticism of the current team like we did spend a lot of money in summer but with the money that gets chucked about nowadays I feel like a little bit more would have been helpful
4: and and, yeah. and, and, and this is the thing we don't know because we don't know until we've gone through a couple more windows whether or not what Levy said about investing in the team is bollocks I think that our activity in the transfer window during the summer showed a demonstration of a willingness at the club to invest in the squad Yeah, and if that is true and we don't know it yet, then you'll see more players coming in in
3: January and, and uh, the summer next year. And the summer next year is going to be key. Because this is a discussion I was having with my dad, and he was saying that basically, he was saying, Lo Celso hasn't given what he thought he would. And he's criticising Ndombele, he's wrong there. But do you kind of feel for players like that, Lacelso and Ndombele, that the Tottenham they've signed for aren't. Basically, the Tottenham they signed for aren't. Performing like they thought we were. Yeah, but but say Modric, when he signed for Spurs, that like, he
4: went into an absolute shit fest. He mm. you know, didn't know it at the time, but that's what ended up happening. And I think you know these players are playing being paid handsomely. The Celso hasn't actually signed. He's on loan, remember that. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, if I was the Celso and, and, and Dombalay, I'd be looking around going, oh, fuck have I got involved in here? Yeah. But I think they'd also know football well enough that, things change quickly and six months is a long, long time yeah. and, you know, just as long as we consolidate our Premier League status this <laughs> year, then uh, next year we can rebound. This is going to be a painful, long experience and this is something that Potosino actually said. He says, that fixing what we've got wrong at Spurs and this is before. Yeah. This, this is before we, we've kind of seen what's wrong with the squad. He saw it. He said, look, this is going to be a painful experience. So, I feel like the club knew. Maybe they didn't think it was going to be as bad as it has been but, they, I think they see an out, um, but uh, we've got to start winning games. No, that's where it all comes down to. Yeah, because I feel so we've like we've got to get over the line. We've got to be good enough to beat, sixty you know, percent of, of the Premier League.
2: I think for for all of this is uh, <coughs> it, it's all well and good saying yeah, it's a learning curve, um, but I, I, th- I think with the, the kind of relationship between Poch and Levy, that it is a bit of a learning curve because. They're they both new, new into what, what what they expect and what what they're, what they're being told to do and stuff like that, um, and, and I think as well that with the way things have the way things have gone previously in where they have been so measured in their recruitment, like are they good enough skillfully, right tick box? Are they good enough mentally tick box? Mm. Where have they come from? What's their ground? I, I think it gets to the point of like you can't capture everything. Whether to say right. They are now good enough for Tottenham, and I think with Poch, the rumours that he was, uh, you know, he was given uh, Telemans from Leicester and uh, and other players, and he turned his nose up. And I think this time, come January or in the summer, and I think Levy has to be uh, ready to say that he was always holding out for the the, the maximum price for Eriksen, for Toby, for Jan, for for Rose, whoever. He's going to, have to, he's going to have to lower his expectations and think, I'm going to take a hit on that. And then with Poch, he's also going to have to accept the fact that um, the players that he wants to get in, that they are not going to tick all the boxes and they're not going to be the perfect match to, to walk straight in. He's, he's just going to have to uh, trust his instincts and, uh, and go on a punt with people as well.
4: Well, I, I just feel like the, the, that those skill sets that, that exist within Pochettino are perfect for... Finding a rough diamond and, and creating something out of him, he's proved it over and over again. Look at the money that Southampton got from that team that he took over from Nigel Atkins. I think he took over from. Yeah. He turned Southampton into a excellent football inside, but more importantly, he turned players that weren't worth the money. The Southampton got money for these players, and that they just weren't worth it. He did that and uh, and he's done that for Spurs as well. He's turned us, you know, he, He's been a massive part in turning this into the club that we are right now. And part of the reason why everyone's so fucked off is because I feel like we all know what Tottenham could be and what we are. It's just that we're not seeing it on the pitch currently. Yeah. Floney <laughs> s- s- sent in a question, he won't let us discuss this. I think it's on the back of Liverpool's reaction. He's been getting some stick from some Liverpool fans. But he says, do you believe in the future, say 100 years from now, passionate diehard fandom of football clubs will be laughed at like, evangelical, religious people are laughed at in in some sections of society. Do we we behave in a weird way, football fans, around our football clubs? And Liverpool especially do.
3: Yeah, I can see that because when I was coming to the pod today, my girlfriend was like, do you even like Spurs? She was like, you're so critical of them. And it's like, it's a real problem. Like, football fans, like... I don't know. It's just it's a great outlet, isn't it? I love Tottenham. I love getting together and talking with Spurs fans about football. So I feel like as long as it doesn't cross a line, like if my manager was an Arsenal fan, obviously I'm going to work for him still. So yeah. it's not at that level yet. It's just for me, it's a beautiful way to spend my free time. It's when it becomes more, and it does that for so many fans. It becomes more than a pastime.
4: It becomes a part of their identity. And it all, we all we've all been there. We've all been there. So. I'm, the first thing that you often speak about when you meet a bloke that you don't know, just to create conversation, is what team do you support? Yeah, and if they say no, I don't like football, you're like, oh, fuck. Where do we go from? Where here? do we go from here? But uh, there, there's so many there's so many parallels between religion and football. It's it's unbelievable. Um, I feel like there will be kind of uh, peaks in how embarrassing football fans are, and most fans and most clubs don't kind of put themselves above the parapet but Liverpool fans do
3: I feel like it's a weird place because Copper 90 did a study of like younger football fans and they were saying basically because of the way football is becoming is so monopolised it's such a global sport now they're like, you get young kids who grow up in, I don't know, like Preston, but they play with Napoli on FIFA. Because so they then good. end up supporting Napoli because they like them. Yeah. So I kind of feel like possibly the fact like I support Tottenham because my dad supports Tottenham mm. and I love my dad. So that was like our family unit. Yeah. So I could see like the family idea of football, well, going the way that Tottenham has where it's becoming less and less part of actual fan bases. It's you support Tottenham because, I don't know, like you like their kit more or less than it is now, whereas yeah. I support them because my dad supports them.
4: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Can you imagine, like, hundred years from now that uh, no
3: one actually goes to the
2: stadium and people were laughing at uh, us going out in all weathers, making travel journeys, when all you have to do is just plug your headphones into something. That's so sad. You've got yeah. the surround sound, you, you've got, yeah, you've got like, this smell of vision Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's, the uh, there's, there's dirty shit. beer farts going on in the ground. Yeah. And, uh, and, like, people shouting stuff. But... Do you know what, right, and like we're saying about how embarrassing or it's embarrassing about, it's not, football isn't a pastime and, like, Tottenham is my life. It mm. always has been. It always will be. It affects my weekends. It affects my mood. Like, even when we're going through these bits and even when we're fucking winning, it's like there's always in the, in the back of your mind, like, what's going to happen next? But yeah. it's the hope that, you know, <laughs> that that will get you. And no matter where I am, what I'm doing, wh- whatever time and how bad we are or how good we are, it's that hope of that there is going to be something greater that we that we around the corner that-, that we haven't yet and achieved, and it will always keep me uh, going. And not only the football side, it's the meeting up with mates, having a laugh. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, I- I've got a missus and young kids and. Uh, your, your everyday life routine, and then you know, unzipping from Rick, the dad's, goes to work, blah blah blah, and going to meet your mates, getting pissed up, having a laugh, and stuff like that. I don't think, like, how,
3: how would you ever replace it,
2: replace it, yeah. S- synthesize it, or whatever?
3: Yeah, definitely. Like, I have a seven year old nephew and a five year old nephew, and they started loving Tottenham. They say Toplam because they can't pronounce it. And <laughs> yeah. it's just seeing them love Spurs makes me love them so much more. So I feel like the connection you get from football, maybe for some fans it can drift, but the connection you get from people, I don't really feel will be replaced. There's nothing
4: in society that I, I can think of that gives people more happiness and creates more sorrow, but that's from, from a basis of, of, of loving something than football. Yeah. Like, it's unparalleled anywhere. Yeah. And, and And part of the reason why... We're sitting here talking about Spurs, but, but you're affected by a, 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 a result, you know, us losing to Liverpool or, or Brighton or whatever it might be. It's because you love it so much. You love the club. Like when you see people like tweeting and going mental on, on, on Twitter, or you see even Arsenal fan TV, DT and troops going crazy and, and in, in most people's op- op- opinion, embarrassing their football club, the way they behave is a reaction to the fact that they, like all of us, have fallen in love with something. And it, football does that. And that's why it is so important. It gives people respite, but it also makes people happy. And it also makes them feel alive by being sad as well.
3: Yeah, like, if it wasn't for Tottenham, like, my dad and I have got, what, boxing and Tottenham, <coughs> and that's it. But that's what makes us so close. Like, when it's Christmas time, I'll give my dad my present and he'll give him Mine and we'll be happy, but when we scored against the Ajax, I remember grabbing my dad like almost at tears, yeah, and him screaming, We're in the final, I yeah, mean, yeah. And nothing will ever get like, even as a child, when we won the League Cup in 2008, I remember my dad, my brother, and my uncle and I just dancing in the living room mm. because we'd never experienced that before. And we're talking about a, a really difficult period, but we've had these moments that we will
4: never forget. Exactly. We'll never forget that, that one against Ajax was so incredibly unspurs yeah. That we will never forget it, and and this is during a period where people are now going, well, we haven't won away uh, since January, but it doesn't matter. It do, it does matter. It does. That's the wrong thing to say. It does matter. But it, it also, if that really bad spat of form is punctuated by it, unbridled glory, then there's solace in every bad performance. Yeah. Anyway, got some uh, news here. David Ornenstein I think he writes for the garden uh, said that uh, he, during the summer when, when Spurs were trying to get rid of players said we received one bid of £15 million pounds from for out of herald from Roma and only United were interested in Ericsson and as we know he's, he's made it a point of saying that he wanted to move to Spain so I guess the point of this news article is that selling players is key to Spurs summer and it's very difficult when you've got players who are highly regarded at the, towards the end of their contract to get rid of them so it creates the, the, the situation we're in now is, it's, it's been exacerbated by the fact that we couldn't move these players on and yeah. it's more
3: difficult than people think do you really think 25 million for Alderweireld would have like bought in new transfers like, they offered 15 million like it's certainly 10 million <clears throat> like I'm quite happy Alderweireld stayed because he's clearly one of our best centre-backs but yeah. it was like I don't know. Like I shouldn't quote Carragher, but he said like with a lot of our players, like are they really better than Spurs? Like is Verard going to go into a team that's better than Tottenham? Probably not. Not at this stage of his career. No. And the same no. with like Ericsson. I love him to bits, and he's been one of our best centre mid, centre attacking mids in a long time. But like he's not going to walk into Barcelona. Not going mean, to walk I think into Real, it's Real Madrid either of those. Hey. No, it's a weird time for Tottenham because was like when I was a kid, like all I prayed was that Robbie Keane and Berbatov didn't leave Spurs. Yeah, <laughs> and now our best players have stuck Both around. did. Yeah, and Both I'm a did. bit like oh, I don't know. Like yeah. if someone had offered you seventy million for Eriksen last season, no, like, you wouldn't take it. Exactly.
4: Yeah, true. Uh, Darren Brenton said that Arsenal. Uh, I found out that Darren Brenton's a fucking proper
3: gooner. like massive I'm fucking. Yeah, Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a huge huge. Didn't he call a Spurs fan a prick on Twitter, like back in like 2010, nice. like when someone criticized his form? There are um, a lot of pricks on. Yeah, though. my mum told me so. That's how I remember <laughs> it. Seriously, like, if your mum knows, but he's this saying uh, to-
4: he's saying Arsenal could uh, move for Fàbregas on a free. This- I
3: don't think Fàbregas would do it. He wants no. to go back to Ajax. He'll yeah, go. He he'll should. stay at Tottenham. Or he'll go back to Ajax. He'll
4: he'll leave on, on the end, end of the season. And go back to Ajax. And I think. Hopefully, Toby does. He'll never he'll, he'll he'll, go Arsenal. No. No, no chance. No,
3: exactly no chance. Do no no you, you see that video of him with Jack Whitehall when they were like, "We're somewhere very quiet," and he said, "Yeah, Emirates, three p.m. on a Saturday." Like, yeah or well, something fucking hates Arsenal
4: yeah definitely ain't gonna happen and and that's the kind of that's the, the what would you say like uh, the belief pattern that, that was built into him when he was at
3: Ajax yeah and it's just like for a change like Tottenham players going to Arsenal they're not gonna think they're gonna step up they're like look at this weird fan base that just worships Aubameyang yeah. they don't care like they're fans who wear wigs to see uh,
4: DT got his hat sn- snatched. Off oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why Paris fans, apparently. I hope Absolutely. someone really. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was just like they knew what they were getting, but just a little pluck of the hat, and then people like, yeah. like, the like sending Photoshops pictures yeah. of his head. <laughs> I hope someone snatches his, his head
3: like one day. These to get banged
4: out. I met him a couple of times, and every time I met him, very you know, very lovely and no problem, as you'd expect. But it must be mad living his life. Like How? Much negative energy that yeah. he brought back to him. I wouldn't replace I just, it.
3: Like, like my friend sent me a video of his head, his hat getting snatched off him, and it was to P Diddy and Faith Evans. Every step you take, <laughs> it was just like bang It was that like R I P hat, two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen. Like, you deserve it, big man.
4: I've just seen. I've seen this thing on Reddit earlier today. A post on uh, Arcoys, which you, you should go if you're on Reddit. Go and go and subscribe to the Spurs page. It's very good. Um, but one geezer, I'm not sure if he's, he's he's being authentic or not, right? But I looked at some of his other responses to the message that he sent, and it seemed like he did 100 percent believe. Now, just by his age, like he, can you guess his age by, by by what what he's saying here? So he he's kind of a solution to to solve the, the problems at Tottenham, sell Rose and buy Nico <laughs> Taglifico. Sell Toby and by a bet in, the gro- in quotes, a better centre-back that's been great in the lower leagues. Excellent. Uh, sell Jan and buy a midfielder. Excellent. Sell like Eriksen that. by Ziyech Zun- Z- Zionillo, Donny or other prospects. And sell Serge and buy Atal or any other. No nonsense, right back.
3: <sighs>
4: so uh, like, uh, there are people walking around thinking that they can solve the problems that's like them. Football that, manager chat though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's exactly, what he thinks exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he thinks of. Uh, I just, I just wonder how, you, how old do you think he is? 14. Thirteen. <laughs> oh, like 14 people, man. He doesn't know what it's about. I think he's about fourteen.
3: Yeah, like I'd happily, I would quite like Zeek being at Spurs. Yeah, he's a winger who can take a shot. But with oh, they always like sometimes I can't get that
2: commentary out of my head. That I, I accidentally the second go <laughs> yeah,
3: oh, it's that oh, bit when Ziak hit, hits the bar and they're like, maybe something's Tottenham? Yeah, 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 you're yeah. like, Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> it is, bro <laughs> We've got
4: some questions. Uh Chatterum seven, he says, How do I get Z- Gazaniga's uh, eyes an effortless charm? You don't, man, you're born with that shit. Yeah, You've got you got yeah, it, you ain't. You can't.
3: One of I was watching
4: I was <laughs> watching Spurs and uh, Red Star the other day, <laughs> and he came on the on the uh, oh, he's playing, was he? And yeah. he's watching Remissus and he it, so he's like He's handsome. That, yeah, we all know how
3: fucking handsome he is. Yeah, it's just he one of those. He's a dreamboat. Isn't he? Yeah, sadly, it's like his we, eyes. Yeah, some guys are handsome, some guys aren't. You just got to live with it. So you're you handsome, man. You're fucking playing Premier League football for you. For, for you're for good. Yeah, yeah, you're
4: good, man. You have got everything, in like, uh, yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. You ain't got it, chatham So it's nor nor we. Uh, but just uh, let's appreciate how how beautiful he is, and you know, doing a semi decent job.
3: Yeah. There's like, always a brain fart in him. But I, I would just like to say anyone who thinks oh. he's better than Larice is talking shite. I he's anyone, a good player. I don't mean, anyone does really. Yeah. Uh, a couple of fans have tried to say that he's better, but he's nowhere near Lloris. Like, Lloris, because like, we've had him for so long, we like to think he's not amazing. But he's, what, probably in top two goalkeepers of all time at Tottenham? Yeah. Probably. See, yeah, it's a good. Uh, yeah. I can't plan. He'd only I'm do, like, Pat Jennings won shit, but he went and played for
4: Arsenal. So, but he's like hist- historically, would we'll see him as a, um, our number yeah, one. Yeah, he's going
3: to be our greatest goalkeeper of all time.
4: But you're right. Yeah, that, Lloris uh, probably is. Yeah, Bart-
3: like, he's at that point where I
4: was like, parts like, you know had that. Gr- mate. He won. Yeah. <laughs> he won it in '84. Yeah. It uh, doesn't uh, matter, do Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's at that
3: point, like. He, he didn't drink drive, like he hit me with his car when he was drunk. I was alright with it, <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad. <laughs> Just keep saving those goals. Yeah, you're good enough, mate. I don't mind, I'll crutch for the rest of my life. Or <laughs> yeah. well,
4: in he uh, said the scum, the gift that keeps giving. Uh, and this is hashtag it, granite jacket.
3: It's <coughs> like, I, <coughs> I want to laugh at Arsenal, but because we're kind of. No, I can
4: happily. Oh, happily. But when, when they drew that game and yeah. I knew that the fallout that like, made me feel better and, and we've talked about it before but like they, I hate them as much as I love Tottenham yeah, I, I, I yeah, really, that's fair like, but, but that, I think they're in the, within their rights to fucking hate
3: Zaka for throwing their shirt but uh, Kwasam Gali, who was the last player to chuck our shirt that's when right. he got subbed and subbed on that's, and subbed off that's that's right. Right. wasn't
2: he yeah. Melbourne like fuck off as well yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, like yeah get, well, he, like, he's
3: get a club out. captain I know yeah but what does that say the thing they're is about, broken, aren't they? The thing about Arsenal fans, they're not real football fans. Like when we drew with them two two, Arsenal fans they didn't say anything in the build up to that. And then when we drew two two, they're like, "Oh, tune it up and you fucked it up." And you just like, you wait till you know you can't lose. I just, yeah, they always
4: were, go early. They are the worst type of football no, fan. We know that. We know
3: I've, that. I've never liked anyone less than I like Arsenal. <laughs> no,
4: it's uh, it's it's a joke. Uh, final question from Mully555 on Twitter he says the classic Orient for a Fiverr docu- documentary famously showed the manager picking a fight with two players at half time calling one a big cunt and one a little cunt and he also said if you can it you can have it and you can bring your dinners too with <laughs> yeah. John Sitton were not
3: it <laughs> he says
4: if Poch does that to, or, or, on the Amazon series this is coming um, who would he be calling out so out of everyone in that dressing room who's going to call out for a fight
3: big cunt is Jan Vertonghen because he's big enough, yeah. and a uh, little cunt, probably Carl Walker-Peters. It's got to be Carl Walker-Peters. He hates his guts. What has he oh, done? What know. has he done? Like, it's he's, got, a, oh, he's an alright player. Do
2: you bummed know what? I, I was thinking about Ericsson for a little cunt, and how, like, yeah, what Carl Walker-Peters. Ericsson, mate, he's, he's fucking bald. Yeah. He grew a hairline. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't... I, it's got to be Carl Walker-Peters, because, like, he, this kid is...
3: He's an alright player, man. Like he can't be any worse well, than alright. I, I just want to know what's gone on. Like why, why? What's going on? Do you remember when Zaha got sold by United? Cause he fucked Moyes' daughter. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Carl that's Walker the beat, version to. to Carl throw Walker it. Peters fucked Pochettino's son. I, I think oh, we talked about this on the podcast. Maybe he don't want to admit
4: it. A well, yeah, and. and... Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, something like that.
3: Well, yeah, he's yeah. His, his pressed this son. What, yeah, <laughs> don't want it.
2: What, what, yeah, why isn't he getting picked?
3: And less than that, It's just, I called, he's, is just caught him. I, I feel like I don't know, maybe he caught him wanking off the of himself <laughs> or something.
4: fuck <laughs> 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 no, knows, who knows. All right, that's it for the Fine Call Podcast. Thank you so much, Connor, for joining us. We're back to Novos Bard. If you want to listen to a podcast that has nothing to do with Tottenham, and this is a great time to do it, uh, we're going to record one of them and yeah. uh, we're talking about anything other which is basically sex in it sex porn and, and eating back off
3: yeah exactly eating batty <laughs> trust me if you've got a girlfriend to eat her ass. she'll love it <laughs> uh, and
4: on that note uh, you know come in you it's the in it's the
0: fighting clock it's the in. it's the fighting Sports Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi Fi hotspots. Learn more at Cox.com. Ask Ashley the Podcast is sponsored by Cox. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Geico asks, How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help